Welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler Show, and today we have a very special guest. I'm so excited to introduce you to Florence Ann Romano, the Windy City Nanny. I can't wait for you to hear about what she has to say about kids and technology and about ways to play other than using technology. So let's jump right in and uh, listen to Florence Ann. Thank you so much. Hello, this is Mary Jo Timlin. Welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We are welcoming Florence Ann Romano, the Windy City Nanny, to talk to us a little bit about what happens to our child's brains when we're using screen time and also give us some amazing opportunities and options for ways to stay away from screen time, other things that we can do with our kids. So the Windy City Nanny is an author, philanthropist, and a web series star. She's got a great series on YouTube that you'll have to check out, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. So Florence Ann, let's um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was a nanny for 15 years. I know that, you know, sounds like, okay, well, 15 years, uh, you know, who, who are you working for at 11 years old when you started? Um, I, you know, I started as a mother's helper and it was honestly the best experience to do that because I got to shadow the mommy and see what she did and how the family worked and how she interacted with her kids. And, um, after doing that, you know, I became more of kind of that, you know, babysitter, like a lot of young girls did at the age of 12. And that really was the catalyst to then me becoming a nanny in my life. And I absolutely loved it. And, uh, after the winds kind of changed and I ended up retiring from being a nanny, I wanted to help parents on the other side of it. So I wrote my book, Nanny and Me, to help parents understand the transition of caring for, you know, their children uh, when it can't be them, uh, when they're making that transition to somebody else. Uh, and then also talking about the right ways to hire a nanny and how to vet them and the value based values-based system that should be in place there. Um, and then it just kind of grew into, you know, other things. And now I have a web series on YouTube called The Windy City Nanny, where I talk to real families about real topics that are going on in their lives and helping them try to navigate things that um, are, are challenging, especially in the way of growing their village and letting love in. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. I hope that uh, the listeners will check out some of that. And I will absolutely add the um, the links to all of this into the show notes as well for the listeners so that they can find you. Um, so now we're as we record this, we're going into the holiday season. And of course, a lot of the gifts that uh, kids may or may not be getting for the uh, the holiday season might have to do with technology. And since today we're going to talk a little bit about that limiting that technology, how about um, maybe can you tell us a little bit about what you found out the effects are for children that that do spend too much time on technology or what that what the technology is affecting on in their brain? You know, I'll never be, uh, you know, someone who says that, you know, I'm going to condemn all technology because I do think technology has a place in our world. I do think it's fantastic, but I do think it also does need to be limited. And I think in our world today, we have a problem with balance. We have a problem with, you know, everything kind of being the extreme and we're not living in the middle end anymore. And, you know, that old adage of, you know, everything in moderation, that really applies here. And so teaching your children through technology when they're younger is not a bad thing, but using technology to be a babysitter or to replace you, you know, uh, helping them use their imaginations or teaching them. These are things that, you know, 
are, it's not a good idea when they're younger because there are so many studies that prove that children using their imaginations and thinking outside the box and you know, all of those kind of old school ways, you know, that, that people, I guess, would categorize it today, that actually helps them developmentally so much more. And another reason why we really want to make sure from a young age we're starting um, to show them that balance with imagination and technology and otherwise is communication skills, social skills. This is something that's lacking today. It's a little bit more inept than it was before because now you're stuck behind a screen and you're not really interacting with people as much. But these children eventually have to grow up. They eventually have to become adults and they'll have to go interview for jobs. They're going to have to interact with human beings, live human beings, answer questions, have a conversations. And the only way children are going to learn to do that is when they're younger. And if they're seeing it from example and they're learning how to do that, for, for me, my mom always used to have lots of dinner parties when I was younger, and I was always the person that had to go up to the door, always the child that had to go out to the door and say, hello, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, and I'd have to ask to take their coat, and you know, I had to learn to interact with adults at a very young age in a way that was respectful and kind, and but also wasn't afraid to interact with adults. My parents never wanted me to be afraid of adults. They wanted me to learn to speak with them, and in a Appropriate way. And I feel like we're not putting a lot of emphasis on that anymore today in terms of communication, uh, whether that is with an adult or that is just with their peers. But all of this stems from the idea that we can't just stick our child in front of technology and think that they're going to acquire all the skills that they need to be these fabulous human beings that we want to grow them to grow up to be. Right, especially based on what they're they're watching too. I mean, I've seen some of the things that are on online, and it's not necessarily teaching those values, and certainly not the communication skills like you're describing that you that you were doing as as a child. Um, that's just so amazing, and and so tell us from your experience with um, with children and with being a nanny and all that. Like, what what besides the communication skills and 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 that? What other benefits of uh, are there to having real play, like not just um, technology or or sort of I guess pretend play? I don't. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Virtual. Uh, so I go back to the imaginative play because I think this covers a whole host of, of subjects. When I was younger, you know, we didn't have that technology. So we had to go outside and we had to use our imaginations and entertain ourselves. And I think that's another issue is that children have a really hard time entertaining themselves today. They expect to be entertained, whether that is through technology or other people. They have a hard time with independent play. And so when I was younger, you know, we just we, we made up this game called Chalk Town, where in our cul-de-sac, you know, all the neighbors, you know, kids played together. We would draw this whole town on all of our driveways that was made out of chalk. I owned like a jewelry store and like, of course, you know, me growing up, I <laughs> owned a jewelry store and then like a shoe store and then there was a clothing store. And then in the cul-de-sac, we would actually have our bikes and then little fake stop signs and stop lights. And it was a whole town and it was hours and hours and hours of fun. And, you know, we you, you couldn't get us to come inside, you know, when, when it started getting dark. It would rain and then our parents would be thrilled because we'd have to rebuild the whole town 
town. And then there was hours and hours of more fun there for us, you know, and then we were always entertained. And so, you know, just that, you know, we used to put on plays, we'd write whole scripts for the plays, we'd have all the neighbor moms and dads come watch it, these poor moms and dads, oh my gosh. But, you know, we, we, we had a magical childhood. And the funny part about it is when you talk about this to younger kids now about what I did versus what they do, it's like, you know, well, what do you mean? You know, you weren't playing any video games and you weren't, you know, I'm only 34 years old. So I grew up between analog and the digital age, you know, kind of straddling it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had the best of both worlds. But, um, you know, all of that is so important because it's been proven that that is what sets children apart as they grow up and go into school and they excel in different subjects. They excel in different extracurriculars. I have to say, you know, I was a pretty average student. I did pretty well, but where I excelled was extracurricularly. I did a lot outside of school. I did a lot of philanthropy. I did, you know, ran student council. I, you know, was the editor of a newspaper. I did a lot of things that it wasn't necessarily you know, uh, the, the, the curriculum that was the motivational thing for me, it was everything else that took a lot of creativity that I really liked. And that has served me well in my life. And I feel that children deserve the chance to find out who they're born with. They have the propensity to do it, but unless you show them and give them the tools in order to do that, make it possible in their environment, they're not going to do it. So you do have to guide them as a parent or the nanny or the caretaker. You do have to expose them to that world. Awesome. Thank you. And I know you're going to give us some specific ideas beyond just, uh, not, I shouldn't say just beyond Chalk World, because that sounds fantastic. But tell me, before we talk about that, can you just give us some ideas? Like if a mom is listening to the show and they're like, how do I get the other moms to even go for this? Like, how do you, how do you sort of, because the kids, unfortunately, well, depends on the neighborhood, I suppose. Will, will they initiate this themselves? If the kids won't initiate, how do you sort of recommend for moms listening that to, to kind of start this organic play like you're just describing? Well, I always go back to kind of the, the thesis statement of, of, of everything I discuss, which is, you know, letting, you know, letting in love and building your village. And, you know, there's that old adage of, you know, it takes a village to raise a child lovely sentiment. It's a lovely statement, but I feel it's vague. I feel like, you know, parents are going, well, how do I do that? Like, where are the directions to this village? And, you know, that I feel is very different today. You know, like I said before, I grew up in a neighborhood where all the kids play together. It That's not that it doesn't, it's just not the the rule anymore. It kind of seems the exception, you know, that I'm, I'm hearing uh, from people. And that village is really important. The village is how you start to grow these organic relationships and these children have these relationships with children, you know, start to be able to do these things like because they're right there in their backyard and they, they always have to play with. But it really starts parents. You know, I see so many friends of mine, you know, young moms and dads, and I see on Instagram, I see on social, which is like one of the only good things about social media. Let me see how lovely they've made this world for their children because the parents are so involved. They're friends. They're doing things together. They're, you know, going to like, you know, their, their communities, Christmas walk, 
you know, they're doing activities together and it's breeding these relationships for their young children and they become friends for life. It's such a beautiful thing. But I, I think that's a really like big nugget uh, of, of, of advice that I can give to parents is it kind of starts with you uh, to, to be able to, to grow those relationships. So start looking at your village, you know, who are you friends with? You know, are your children friends? They don't have to be friends with everyone. I get that. But that's a really good way of starting to promote that organic play because if you're going to be hanging out with your friends anyway and the kids are going to be together, uh, you and the adults are going to want to do your thing, but you're also you know, going to want those kids to interact. It's a great way for all of you to introduce that fun together and you're growing your own village. You know, There's a lot of positives to it. Absolutely. Well, thank you. That's, I think those are really good tips for the, that people that are listening. And, and like you said, just look around what, who's, who's around you right now. And, and like you said, not everybody's going to get along all the time, but, um, but it, you know, at least they'll have a, that little core group. Thank you so much for those. Uh, so I know you have a, a few ideas for both outdoor and indoor play. Can you give us a few of the sort of ways that kids can, can get away from technology and, and, uh, and develop those, those organic relationships like you were talking about. Sure. Being that it's, you know, going into, you know, we're in the holiday season, we're in the midst of it. It's always fun to do baking with kids. It's also a great way for them to learn math skills. I know no one wants to think about that, especially me. If you knew me younger, you, all you had to do was say math. And I was just like panic and sweat. I mean, <laughs> nothing, even now, but it is a great way for them to learn those math skills and it's fun. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want to eat the food that they make. I always, I see always, always, people always say like, Hey, don't you ever eat any, so anything a toddler gives you? It's probably the flu or a cold or something's <laughs> lurking in there. Don't eat it. But it's fun for them to do. Um, and it does have really good skills attached to it. And it is really good for them developmentally to be doing something like that. So Baking is fun, has to obviously be supervised. I know this sounds really rudimentary, but reading, you know, children really need to be encouraged to learn to read. Um, you know, they schools expect you to be doing a lot of work at home with your kids now before they even enter the, whatever grade level they're going into. So read to them and, and, and help them learn to read as well. Have them read to you. Have them read out loud um, to their friends. We used to do this when we were younger where it was, you know, we'd put on plays, but then we'd also kind of, you know, read stories to one another. We'd kind of compete with who could tell the story in the funniest way or the most entertaining way. I know it sounds silly, but it actually was a lot of fun and it helped us also so speaking skills as we got older, none of us were afraid to do public speaking, and I really think that had a lot to do with it. Um, and then also, you know, the old school stuff of building tents and, you know, having sleepovers inside. And and I still think you can watch movies and DVDs and things like that on rainy days or, you know, days when it's cold and you get all snuggly. I think that's awesome. Uh, so I'm not, you know, discrediting any of that. It's all about the balance. So inside, I think those are fun things to do. And then outside, I, I talked about Chalktown in the summertime. I do think the hours of fun. Kids don't even realize how much fun it is. I did that once with, like, some of my little cousins. And I was like, we're going to play at the sprinkler. They're like, oh, my gosh, this is gonna be so boring. And then they loved it. They thought it was the most fun. They're just running for hours in and out. There's just 
fun things from your child as, a, as adults, mom and dad, that you want to introduce them to. You had fun doing it, and I guarantee you they will too. Also, scavenger hunts outside are so much fun during the summer, even during the fall. And that's also a great way to educate, you know, talking about leaves and, um, you know, different animals and insects and things like that. That's really fun educational stuff too. The best way to teach children is to, you know, sneak, sneak it in there, trick them into thinking that they're not learning. They're just having, these are all things you can do at kind of all different seasons. But the most important thing is honestly knowing that you, you can add a little bit of everything, a little bit of magic to all of these situations. Don't be so hard on yourself, parents, thinking you have to come up with all these ideas yourself and entertain your children. Simplicity is key here. It's just giving them the option of seeing how many different things they can do. So just remember that there are so many resources for you out there. Me, you could go to my website, wendycitynanny.com. Always happy to lend a hand there. But Google is your best friend these days. There are so many mommy bloggers, daddy bloggers, influencers that are giving great ideas about what they're doing uh, to entertain and educate their children, and you should use them as a resource. Oh, fantastic, including teachingyourtoddler.com. We have always tried to do some things like that, like you were talking about with the, we always have try to have a, a do-it-myself activity to, to build that confidence and also to help parents kind of disconnect. Because I know certainly for my my first child, I did way too many things for him when he was younger. I just, because I didn't know what the line was. And then as I had more kids, then they, they had to do more things on their own. But, um, but you know, we do try to and, and, uh, encourage that independence. So um that those are great thank, so thank you so much these are fantastic ideas do you have um other I, other thoughts or anything else that you would like to sort of encourage uh the listeners with um around either technology or just parenting in general before we close I think parenting in general, I always like to remind parents to let love in, you know, ask for help. You do not have to do it alone. I feel that today that's more important than ever for parents to heal here. There's shame in thinking if you hire a nanny or a caretaker or a grandma or grandpa or a babysitter to help you that, you know, you, you look like you can't do it on your own or, or you want someone else to raise your children. That's not it at all. You know, we are a big village and we're all here to help each other. And, you know, parenting is so, so hard. And so ask for help. It will do it's the best thing for your sanity. It's also the best thing for your children. Your children deserve to have a lot of people in their lives that love them and a lot of different role models. So it's, it's the full picture, folks. So let that love in, build that village. And I promise you at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be the best thing for you. And those kids are going to thank you one day for the big, beautiful world that you made for them. Hmm, thank you. That's that's a really great sum, summation. Thank you so much. So besides the uh, WindyCityNanny.com, wh where else can people find you? Social media, you can go to Facebook or Instagram. I'm there, Windy City Nanny, and I love hearing from people. I'm very active on both, um, and I'm always here to help. So feel free to write via the website or you know through social media. I'd love to hear your questions. Awesome. Thank you so much again for joining Teaching Your Toddler today. We really appreciate you talking and uh, can't wait to hear you again. I, I do hope that we can have you back on the show. I see some other potential subjects that we might be able to talk to talk about. And I think that would be a fantastic way to um, let more uh, more people hear from you and hear your voice uh, on all this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you again so much. Thank you. I'm so delighted. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us for the Teaching Your Toddler show with Florence Ann Romano, the Windy City Nanny. Make sure you find her at thewindycitynanny.com. Also find us at teachingyourtoddler.com as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please share the show with your friends. Let them know about us and about the awesome, helpful tips we have for you, the story time, as well as the expert interviews that we offer as part of the Teaching Your Toddler podcast. Join us again, and I hope that you enjoyed this great show. Have a wonderful day.